Welcome to another conversation with Lamp. I'm the host, James Lanson, and I got a brother that I've been dying to talk to, dying to interview, because when I tell you this brother is intelligent and insightful, he's going to be probably my best interview, Mr. Shane Bell. Thank you for joining. Yeah, yeah, not a problem. Thank you for having me. I went to junior college. I did two semesters. Thank you. <laughs> So, you know, me and you, we, we go back, we go back to Walter Reed. And the one the thing I always I remember, me and you would talk, and you talked about going into the military. What inspired you to go into the military? Uh, honestly, I had nothing going on to be honest with you. But the main thing that inspired me to go into the military was my daughter. I, I feel like I've told this story a thousand times. My daughter, when, once I found out I was having a child and I mean, my scholarship, I had a scholarship to play ball at a JUCO college and um, hurt my knee and you know, the whole basketball story. But once I found out I had, I had a child on the way, I had to make a decision or I would have been just a regular guy trying to make it in a small town. So my daughter literally saved my life, bro. So yeah, my daughter is the reason why I joined the military. Now, I remember, you know, we, we talked about it and, you know, those who don't know, Shane is like an outstanding rapper. So at that time, you was young. Did it ever cross your mind like, this could be the, this could like really halt your career? Nah, I wasn't even rapping then. I mean, I was rapping secretly. All right, so <laughs> I was writing rhymes as a teenager, of course, but I was, I just swore I was going to the NBA. So basketball was my life. Um, even up until my college days where most people start to experiment and drink and all that. I didn't even touch a drink until I went into the military because I was like, I'm going to the league. I'm, I'm, I'm practicing, I'm training. So nah, I didn't, I didn't do anything with rapping at all. Uh, as far as like trying to pursue it until I got into the military and I met some, some other guys that, that did it. So rapping wasn't even on my radar when I first, like at that time, rapping wasn't even on my mind at that time. Oh, wow. So when you when you left when you left for the military, was your daughter here or was on the way? No, when I left for the military, my daughter was on the way. While I was away at the military, my daughter was born. I had okay. to hear my daughter born on the phone. What? Yeah, I was in basic training. I came home during the scheduled time that my daughter was supposed to be born, but uh, my daughter's mother she went into labor. And I was in the I was in the delivery room, but like it it took a while, and my flight was leaving. I got it extended as long as I could, and even during the extension, she still didn't have it yet. So my mother had to take me to the airport and all that. When I got back to I was in Oklahoma at the time, Fort Sill. When I got back to Oklahoma, as soon as I got there, I got on the phone and called the checkup. She was just delivering the baby when I got back and called. So I heard my daughter being born on the phone in basic training. Wow. So you were, 
so you was actually so what you went on like emergency leave or something? No, nah, it was a uh, my daughter was born in January, so it was holiday. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, she was born January third, so this was a uh, Christmas New Year holiday deal. Oh, okay. Damn, they to extend this a little bit longer. Hey, man, it, I, I did extend. I extended a day. I was there, the day that she was supposed to be born, which was the second, which is crazy because my son was born the second, six years later. But my son is born on the second, which was when she was supposed to be born. So I extended it a day and I just didn't make it. Man, so how, how, how did it, like, how did that affect you? I, I, I honestly can't tell you. Um, being young and things happening like that, new fathers, there was so much going on. I was a new father. I was in the military. I wasn't there. I was trying to get a crib. I was I was doing so much at a young age trying to be responsible that I don't know. I, I guess I didn't sit still long enough to let it sink in like for it to affect me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was just so yeah. much going on. I was so busy trying to make sure everybody was good. And then when you say crib, you're talking about like a baby crib or a house crib? Like, no, I mean like a, a house. I, my plan was my plan was this. When I when I went away to the military, because I knew I was having a child, going to the military, get myself established wherever I'm going to be at, get a crib, a.k.a. house, move my girl and my child out there with me. That was the plan. Oh, okay. But I'm assuming that, that, that plan didn't pan out the way you wanted it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, things happen. <laughs> you know? <laughs> things happen. Life. So how, how do you feel that, how do you feel the military impacted your relationship with your daughter? Because I know you said you were gone a lot. Mm, that's a great question. Um, I actually wrote a song about it. It's called uh, They Don't Know. And I wrote from the perspective of her. Um, Without talking to her, I just just assume, and I wrote from the perspective of her. I'm trying to think how to how to word it, I wrote from her point of view. Like, yeah, I know my dad's in the army, but I I don't really get it. You know what I'm saying? He's not here during certain holidays, um, first day of school type deal. As she got older, and and I know she noticed that, so it affected me like. I started to question whether or not did I do the right thing. I know I'm taking care of her financially, but I'm missing first teeth, first steps, first day of school. Like I'm missing so much, but she's taking care of financially. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it, it it was it was I don't know. But it was I had to grow up fast in the sense of understanding that in the long run I'm doing the right thing, but at this moment. I'm missing so much. And my daughter's so young, she don't even know me at this point. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I come home every few months and she's got to get used to me all over again. So it was, that was a hard time, man. That was very hard for me. Well, I'll say for her too. I wish, actually, I wish she was here for this interview and she can speak for herself. She's 19 now. So, yeah. That would have been cool. I'm sure, man, because I, you know, I, I sit back and I think about like, you know, you know, me and Nia's doing, you know, 
being able to be there for her for her first, you know, her first step, her first piece. And mm-hmm. I think sometimes, man, we take it for granted. This is father, this mother's father's period, especially fathers, because a lot of the time, you know, I, I'm not. Well, you know what? I'm a back up. I'm not gonna say a lot of times. I'm not gonna do my brothers like that. Yeah, yeah. Come on, man. Relax, relax. <laughs> it's sometimes we're not there. I'm gonna say that. Okay. So, hey, so where do you feel like you two at today? Oh, we we good today. Um, everything that I that I everything that I planned on doing that I was trying to do that I I uh, I put into play. The whole middle part of it, she didn't understand it. Um, even me coming back into the fold after I got done with my with my service and coming back around and being structure like that's 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 kind of not what she was used to. But as she became older, like now she's nineteen. Um, man, like we're in the perfect spot now. Like she's in college now. Um, she comes to me for certain advice for certain things. So. Like, I don't know, man. It's it's a blessing to me because I thought I, I thought I lost her because I left. I thought me leaving did more harm to her than good because I wasn't there. I did I wasn't there to raise her. Her mother raised her. You know what I'm saying? I was there financially, but I wasn't there physically for for certain things. And then when I did come back in the fold, it was just like I was like a uncle at that point. You know what I'm saying? Like a like a dis, like a distant relative. So. Yeah, it, it worked out, man. Thank God, it worked out. So do you, do you feel like you was like making up, like you felt you felt like you had to like chase time, make up for lost time that you wasn't. <clears throat> I did for a while, which 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 uh which affected how I how I disciplined her. I let her I let her get away with murder. Um, can you still hear me? Yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I let her get away with murder, man. I because I felt like I wasn't here, you know, uh, crocodile tears or like she had me wrapped around her finger. So anything she wanted, I did just because you know I wasn't here, and you know. But man, she she caught on so fast, but she played me good, <laughs> bro. Yeah, my daughter, yeah, she played you so good, bro. I had to catch on, like, oh wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay, relax. I run this. But I don't honestly, man. I don't think that was. I, I don't know if that was because of the characters, man. Look, when, you, when we love these daughters, man. My daughter playing the shit out of me right now, and I've been there every day. So, <laughs> but nah. But but see, there's a difference of all right. I put it like this. All right, the the same way that the ten daughter plays you right now, times it by ten if you weren't there for months and months. Oh, you gonna try to make okay. up? You know what I'm saying? Okay. So yeah, my daughter got a little, my daughter got a little leverage because she she has my heart and all of that. But try not being there and then coming back around trying to get to know her and when you need to discipline her, you don't want to you don't want to discipline her too hard because you don't want to upset her and all of that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Whereas if I'm here, I don't give a damn if I upset you. You heard what I said. I love it. It might not last as long, but you heard what the hell I said. You feel me? I got it. Yeah. Yeah. And you also, so, I want to talk about it because, um, you know, we still on.
parenthood, um, you also have a son. And I wanted mm-hmm. to talk about how did how did you know how your dad raising you has like molded and shaped you how you raising your son. Um how my dad raised me showed me two sides. He showed me, of course, things that I could take away and apply. And he also showed me what not to do. Um, like, you know, me, you, you know, you're familiar with my music and how much I big my dad up and, and, and all of that. But the flip side of my dad is my dad, my dad, as far as a man to a woman, he was he was a piece of shit. I'll be honest with you. Okay, let's just put it out there. All right, my okay. dad was a my dad was a piece of shit when it comes to treating women and and all of that. But as far as raising me, he was awesome. So it's, it's two sides of my father. So I take I take the good things from him, and I apply it. The things that I saw him do, the things that he some of the things he took me with him to do. I'm like, that's, I shouldn't have been there. So those are the things I'm like, all right, I know I need to carve those off. So he taught me without even knowing he was teaching me, like everything. He taught me the good and the bad at the same time, you know what I'm saying, by keeping it on it. Yeah. You, you know what? It's for yourself. All right, so you met your father, right? Let me say this about my, my father. I'm not going to use the word speech of shit, but <laughs> that pretty much was the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. But I, you know what I think it is, man. I think is, and 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 this is no slight to your mother because I I never met her. And I'm sure she's a great woman. Mm-hmm. But I think they didn't they didn't find the right women. Like I think when you find a woman, it makes it easier to commit. It makes it easier to come home and do what you're supposed to do. And, and even then, too, back then, um, it seems like manhood was established by how many women you, you know what I'm saying, how many women you could conquer, you know, what you out in these streets doing as opposed to, you know, what you're doing for your family, taking care of your home. And, <clears throat> and our fathers, man, they, I think they dealt with, not they, they dealt with so many of this that we never would have had to face. Like, your, your dad probably faced racism because your father's around the same was the same age as my father, right? He would have been like 70 right now. Uh, my father was born 58. Yeah, okay. Oh, your father, oh, your father was pretty young. Yeah, yeah, Wow, but he's still with it. But in the 50s and, and coming up in the 50s. I don't want to, I don't want to let him off, I don't want to let him off the hook like that, though. No, 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 no. It's not. It's not letting them off the hook. Cause I'm damn sure not letting mine off the hook. It's just life takes you to so many different places. Like when you haven't seen something, like I think you're because you addressed it. You're trying to do what your dad didn't do. Right. You're trying to be better what he didn't do. But unfortunately, I don't know if he, you know, what his dad was like. Like. I don't. I don't even know what my father's dad was like, but from what it, with it, from what I heard, he was the same father. So it's like, man, when you don't have that example. It's either you okay. either you know you learn from you, you learn you either learn you adapt or you just do what makes you feel good in the moment. And unfortunately, 
Right. It, what they was doing was making them feel good in the moment. So. Yeah, that's why I don't let them off the hook. Cause I feel like I feel like my father knew better. I feel like my fa- my father was very intelligent. He wasn't stupid by far, but I feel like whatever. And this is just me uh, speculating. You know what I mean, um, but I feel like I have enough evidence. Like if I I will be a dope lawyer in, in this case. I feel like <laughs> I, I feel like my father was smart enough to know that. How do I how do how do I put it? My father was smart enough to know when he was dealing with a strong-minded woman and when he was dealing with a woman that was uh, maybe, I don't want to say torn, or maybe um, didn't have a strong enough foundation to where he could be able to do whatever he wanted to do without a, without a lot of pushback. You know what I'm saying? Does okay. that make sense? I got it. So, totally so, so, that side of my father, like I witnessed that, and at a young age, I don't know how I got it, but I got it. So that side of him, I'm like, he thinks he's slick. I see what I see what he's doing, and I'm 13. I see what it is. But these grown women, and that's what I, you know, I swear I say, like, it don't matter the age you are. It's, it's whatever, it's whatever experience you have. If you never experienced it, it don't. I don't care how old you are. You could be oblivious to a lot of shit. But these women would really be so eager to feel a certain thing that he was providing. They would just miss the fact that he was just doing whatever he wanted. It, man, it was, <laughs> that's a whole nother podcast, bro. But I'm not, I don't, I'm not, I'm not letting Pops off the hook. You know what I'm saying? I'm not letting Pops off the hook. He had, yo, my Pops was awesome. He was a great father. But he was a piece of shit to women, man. That's just a fact. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Loving the death. Yeah, I keep it a buck, man. Yeah, I, I feel you, man. Cause you know, you you know your pops more than you. Yeah, my pop, my pops was my pop, bro. My pops was known everywhere. Just <laughs> man. Next question, man. <laughs> <laughs> Get tired of transiting your music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. You know, so you we um you know like you said, I'm a huge fan of your boys listening to it. And one of the things that I've always felt because me and you we talk, you know, we talk and you like I'm like an introvert. So I don't really want to do, you know, those type things that it would take for me to blow. Like, like normally, if I tell somebody something, blow smoke up their ass, maybe, maybe not. But I genuinely feel like the reason that you're not mainstream is because you are introvert. How 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 would you say that? What would you say to that? Um. I would agree with that. I, I feel like that's a part of it, not the whole thing. Um, I feel like it's because I am an introvert. I'd rather be behind the scenes. I'm not a spotlight guy. Um, if I'm forced into it, I can do it, but that's not my that's not my mo. Oops, sorry about that. Um, that's not my mo. But um, 
the other side of it is is business. I don't think I'm marketable. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, how you say? Uh, like shout out to my boy Beck. My boy Beck. You know, I mean, you know my boy Beck. My boy Beck is like a. I mean, he's super slim. Uh, the the clothes they wear today, they 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 fit him right. He got the he got the look. He got the stage presence. I'm not that. I'm I'm damn near brolic now, which I've never been in my life. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm just not. I don't think I'm marketable. Even how I even my social media presence, all of that stuff I think takes into account. But I do believe the main thing is because I am an introvert. Like. I'm seen when I need to be seen. Other than that, I'm chilling. Like I don't really, I'd rather just put music out and let people feel it. I don't need to be on the scene. I don't need to be in every club. I don't need to be on everybody's party to perform on everybody's stage. I'm not really with all that. So when, like, when you, um, was there a time where, where you almost felt like, I'm gonna go for it? Yeah, uh, I dropped a project called No Feelings 2. And it um it did very well. It was all over the place. Uh, I went to Milwaukee, Atlanta, uh, California, um, all up and down Maryland. I went everywhere with it and performed different places wherever people wanted me to be at. Um, <clears throat> shot multiple videos. Shout out to DZ. Uh, and I was like, well, maybe I really need to do this. Maybe this is the buzz. If people like the music this much, it felt like it felt like it was forcing me to be in the limelight. So I did it for a little bit. Um, but I guess this day and age, uh, attention span and all of that, it kind of I don't know. Or maybe I didn't maybe I didn't play it right. I don't know. I'm not really. I don't think I was. I don't think I was prepared for how that project put me out there. Like I. I I literally dropped the project, put it out there, and it went crazy through word of mouth. And then I got a gang of phone calls, a gang of inboxes, a gang of text messages. Uh, can you be here? I want you to perform here. And it just grew and grew and grew. So I'd say for a good six months, I was all over the place. And I, I, yeah, I, I guess because me being, a, me being an introvert, I didn't capitalize on it. I, I think I remember that time because that was around like like two thousand. This was uh. Let me see. No two is. Let's see three four. So I say yeah, probably twelve maybe. Twelve thirteen. Yeah. Five, yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought because I remember you was doing shows and I wanted to come to one, but I, you know that around that time I had a newborn and I was like yeah. Uh, Shows all that shit, but, <laughs> but I, yeah. know, I did want to support. It's, but you, but you also right. Like, what is that like, man? Because I like, how is it writing for somebody else? Uh, now these are some good questions, bro. Who are you, man? Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh. All right, so writing for somebody else. It can go two ways in my eyes. Not saying it's the blueprint for everybody, how everybody else do it. My eyes is like this. I can I can sit down and write something from my personal experience, and it's just so relatable that it can go for anybody, right? I can write something right now, and it could be something that you went through. And if you were a singer, you'd be like, oh, damn, 
I went through something like this. And then if I presented it to you and you liked it, I would just tweak certain things so it could fit you personally. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So the other side of it is me getting to know an artist, maybe spend a day or two with them, doing some research on them, maybe pick a specific thing about them and then just go off of that. But the best one is the most organic way, which is to write my own experience. It connects with somebody that's already looking for a song and then they go from there. That's the best way to it, it, feel uh, the most organic. The second way is kind of forced to me. It's more manufactured. Like when you say manufactured, what you mean? I mean, I mean, like if I if I sit down with you and listen to you, and then trying to write to you, like that kind of that feels robotic to me. If I write from my standpoint, like some like I write about everyday life, anything that goes on in my life, I write about it. And I feel like I'm a very relatable person. I feel like there's plenty of people. I'm not the only one that goes through what I go through. So if I write something just out of how I feel, and it happens to match up with somebody that happens to be an artist. That's the most organic way. I think music happens organically is like it's the best shit ever. Not something forced, not something, not picking a topic. And I mean, that's cool sometimes. Sometimes that comes out okay. But just organically writing about your life. I don't know, man. That, that, that's just something different. I feel like you'll, you'll find a core audience that will stick with you forever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, you know what? Because you you say that right. Um, me me and uh me and the teacher went to see um we went to see Sasha Smith. Now mm. she's not a she's not a mainstream artist, but she's um she's been out since like '98. And I'm thinking mm. about it. I'm like, man, that's the type of if I if I, I first of all I love music. Like I don't know if people know this dude. I love music, mm-hmm. but I can't rap on no shit like that, but I love it. <laughs> so, <laughs> but the thing is, like, she has like the ideal career for, to me. Like, she's been doing it for like over twenty years now. She performs in clubs, and she can make a living doing it, and she's happy. You know what I'm saying? That's it, bro. Listen to me. Listen to me. Like, this is a passion of mine. That is it. If you got a core following. Let me tell you something. If you if you are doing something in your life and you would do it whether you got paid for it or not, and the bonuses you do get paid for it, that is you doing your passion. That is the greatest shit on earth. Yeah. That yeah, is the bruh. So she's she's she don't give a fuck about no video, no mainstream, no great. She don't give a fuck about none of that. She gets to perform her music to her people. That's beautiful, bro. Yeah, that is fucking beautiful, yeah, man. You could you just tell, like, when, like we went. The, the spot was called Blues Alley. I don't know if you ever mm-hmm. been there, but it's a small, it's a small, like, intimate spot, and you could, you could like feel her energy. Like she was happy to be there, like. Cause she did too, so man, I, that had so that had a little bit to do with it. But I think just being on stage, doing what she want to do, she's in front of like you know she was performing. There was about a hundred and thirty of us, so it wasn't a big spot. 
she, you know what I'm saying? She could talk to the audience like it's so small. You get like we couldn't even record and we had to turn our cell phones off. So it's like right. she could record, right. you know, had a nice she had a nice little intimate spot, man. It was it was you could tell, man, it was like, man, this is a real artist right here. Right. And I know people say it all the time, but it's it's really a vibe though. It's a vibe, yo. It's a vibe, man. So do you write R and B? Yeah. Yeah, I got songs right now that'll go for whoever needs it. Yes. So what? So do you, okay, because I you know I know of course you would. Is it is it harder to write R and B? Easier about the same? Um, no, it's not harder to write R and B. It's I did I did come I came across a challenge last year. A friend of mine, um, in Milwaukee. Uh. His younger brother is a is a vocalist, and he met Babyface, and Babyface is interested in him. So he hit me and said, yo, if you can whip up a couple of songs, maybe, I mean, my brother can use them. So I, I wrote three songs, but that was very challenging because he's 16. So to write from a point of view of a <laughs> child, that was, that was hard. That was hard, you know what I'm saying? Because now the lingo is different, and what they into is different and how they view, like I had to write from a view of a 16 year old trying to get the attention of a young lady. So that was, that was difficult for me. I pulled it off though. I got three joints lined up for him. So, you know. Damn. Wow. So, well, let me ask you, did, did you, is that because you wanted it to feel more organic? Because if you listen to the songs, like, they do be young, but they not really singing that here age appropriate yeah but but i know his family i would never write nothing for him to grow you know what i mean i don't want i don't want mama butler coming after me man i don't want no problems so now i made sure i made sure it was age appropriate which was you know that that was that was that was a little difficult for me but i made it happen though <laughs> how, how long so typically how long does it take you to write a song um it depends um, if it's a song with feeling and uh, maybe something that happened in my life for real, or I'm telling a story from whether I experienced it or I've seen it, that'll happen. I can write that in 30 minutes. That's no problem. But if it's a song that I'm trying to, I don't know, I'm just talking shit. I'm just putting bars together just to, and it, and, uh, it depends. If I'm on a roll, it'll take me nothing. But if I got to, like I don't force it. If I might come up with four, four or six bars, and if I ain't feeling it, I'll leave it. I won't try it. I'll come back to it maybe two days later, and I might be on a roll and I'll knock it out. So it depends. But things that things that are dear to me, or like a real situation, or I'm telling a story or something like that, that shit comes out so easy. Like it's like a faucet, bro. I don't know what happens. I just get in the zone and I just go. This well, okay. I'm let tell you, this is in my opinion, the best, this is for me, the best verse that I ever heard you write was on that song, I want to say it's called, What Am I Afraid Of? It's like you and like three other dudes, and you go last, is that the name of it? Yeah, 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 that's, that's, that's my favorite verse. That's my, so, fa- that's my favorite verse I've ever written to this day. You know, let me tell you something. And it's called, it's called, it's called Afraid. 
Dude, I'm no bullshit. I can tell you, I know you're not lying because when I heard it for the first time, I literally had to stop like, oh shit, hold on. Like that joint, because we and you have talked, right? You know what I'm saying? Me and you talked before. You know what I'm saying? We talk about life and things like that. So when I heard that verse, that shit summed up everything. I was like, man. Like, how did it take you to write that? That, man. I don't know, bro. I, I, I can't even, even for the podcast, I, I know it sucks, but I, I can honestly say I don't know. It's just, I was in such a dark space at that time when I wrote that. I don't know, man. I, real life, real life brings a lot out of me, man. So when there's gaps in between my project, it's because I'm letting life happen. I'm letting things happen and, Whatever I go through, and then when I when I get the urge to put the pen down, then it just happens like that. But that song, man, that year prior to me putting that song out was it was a lot, man. I don't know. That's my that's my favorite verse I've ever written. One of my favorite verses. I that's number one on, on my verses. I guess. Yeah, and, it, 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 and, it, and even even when I hear it, it gives me goosebumps. Like when I get done with this, I'm going to listen. Yeah, I, did you did you actually get emotional writing it? Yeah, like I had to stop. I had to stop. I, um, I remember, I remember a bar when I what I said. Uh, stepping the stepping in the booth is like me taking off the bandages. Like I I stopped there for a minute. Like that's real. Like rapping and expressing my feelings through music is like that's my that's my therapy. Because I, I help so many other people. I always give kind words to other people. I'm always sending inspirational text messages or I'm letting people dump their shit on me. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I feel like I feel like I'm here for that. I feel like I was put here to hear people's issues, understand them, and then just give them a perspective. And I do that so much, but I don't really gotta I don't really have an outlet like that. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm not just feeling like my family or my friends that that would say like, "What you mean, nigga? I'm here. What the fuck you talking about?" But it's I'm just a, I'm just the type of person not to. I don't, I don't know if it's prideful. I just don't like to put my shit on people. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know what it is. I think I think one because you stayed you're an introvert, and, and number two, sometimes and and this is me too. I think sometimes things be so deep you don't even know where to start you don't know like, you, yeah you don't know where to start and you don't you know if that other person will under you don't even know if that other person will understand so so you don't want to feel like you're explaining something and yeah, then at man. the end of it they're just saying yeah yeah okay but you can tell like they don't really get you they don't really understand it you know what i'm saying man let me, let me explain something to you man like like I, I I think that we all go through something, but the biggest blessing for me is my wife because I could bounce things off her. Mm-hmm. Issues, right? And um, you know, sometimes you'll have issues, 
And it's amazing. Like, it's funny when you your verse when you say you take the bandages off. And it's like, with me, I'll talk about one thing with her. And man, next thing I know, um, everything coming out. Shit, you didn't even know you was dealing with. But when you sit down and you think about it and your issues got layers on top of layers, so you touch one and then now you're just starting to un- uncover other layers and other layers. And you just praying that this person understands what you're talking about, how you're trying to articulate it, everything. But I get it, man. That's beautiful, man. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get that one day. That's beautiful, man. God bless her, man. Tell, tell, tell Mrs. Lansing, God bless her, man. <laughs> it is, listen, man. Look, wait. When they come to look, when they come to that man. It, 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 this is especially us. Like, and when I say us, men, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say black men because hell, I ain't white. I don't know what the hell they going to do. But we just, like, we don't really know how to communicate. And even for us, man, like, you know, I've been married, it'll be 16 years in a month. But, I, but you want to know what's crazy, man? I'm just learning how to communicate probably about it's been a little, maybe a little less than two years. If that mm, makes sense. Damn. Okay. Yeah. Because you, because you don't, because again, like, first of all, you have to, like, the hardest thing to do, man, is look at yourself and your issues. <laughs> so then once you do that, you look at your issues, and it's like, damn. So now you got to kind of figure it out for yourself a little bit, because you got to, you know, you got to figure out how you even want to begin to discuss these things. So mm-hmm. I had to uncover some things with childhood, like how I'm raised, you know, my beliefs, my parents' beliefs. So all these things, you know, you have to figure them out. And then once you figure them out, it's like, okay, now I have to tell her. And I'm like, how is she going to respond? You know, can she... Can she even understand where I'm coming from? And right. she has to understand because, like that first, that first time you open up is going to be everything. Because if you open up, like if you really open up, and she she wants to understand you, but she really she really don't, you could feel it. You know what I'm saying? You could feel mm-hmm. like okay, because this this is your wife. You gonna feel? You know what I'm saying? If she get you or not? So once I felt like okay, yeah. She get me. She understand what I'm going through. So now it's like, okay, now trying to go to the next layer, to the next layer, and it's like, but it's healing because you you finally able to tell somebody how you feeling. You know what I'm saying? That right. It, 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 it's, it, it's a challenge, man. So I I totally get where you come from. We, so we let me. I want to. I'm gonna circle back to something because you you addressed it, your upbringing a little bit. How do you feel like that? How do you feel like your upbringing has impacted your views on relationships? Uh, well, like I said before, uh, my parents showed me exactly what not to do, what to stay away from. You know what I'm saying? They were the worst, man. Um. 
I mean, all right, let me, let me pull a positive. The positive out of it is to never settle. I feel like my father settled. In the end, I feel like he felt like he ran, he ran, he ran, and he settled. Um, I can't really say, I can't really say the reason why he settled. I don't want to put that out there, but I definitely know that he did settle. And in his settling, I can tell some things was cool, but it wasn't all the way what he wanted. So that's what I got from, out of all of it, that's what I got, settling. Even with my mother. My mother is in a relationship. Well, she's met, she's married to my stepfather, but it's not a, it's not healthy to me. In my eyes, it's not healthy. It may work for her, but it's not the ideal thing. I ain't going to put the business out there like that, but it's, it's, it's another settling situation. So both of them settled in the end. And what I see from settling is just the rest of your life unhappy. Like, I, I'm not even going to say unhappy. It's, it's the rest of, your, rest of your life being in a situation that's just okay. When you can have something else. Maybe I'm not wearing it right, but it's definitely settling in it. And, I know I'm I'm never gonna do that. If I if I don't feel all the way 100 with it, I'm not doing it. No one's gonna make me do nothing that I don't want to do. No one's gonna make me uh, be a part of something that doesn't sit well with me in my spirit. It's just not gonna happen. I'm not just gonna settle because for financial reasons, for convenience reasons, for um, just because I'm used to you reasons. That's never gonna happen. It's going to be because I'm full, I'm happy 100%. And that's what I think both of my parents never had. Neither one of them were ever happy 100%. Ever. And God bless my father's soul. He never was happy 100% before he left here. And my mother right now is not happy 100%. I'm never going to be that way. So, so you basically you feel like if it, you, would, you would rather be alone than to feel like you settle. One hundred percent. Because at least alone I'm with somebody that's awesome. Which is me. You know what I'm saying? Which is me. What you mean? You know what I'm saying? What gets better than me? Nothing. Yeah, <laughs> Nothing. Man, I'm gonna tell you, man, look, I'm gonna tell you right now, marriage is hard enough. So you need to really be getting what you want out of it. And again, I mean, you go you know, you you got it's two people coming together as one. So you're not gonna get everything you want to do, but the biggest thing you have to do is find out what your deal breaker is. Like, let me ask you something. Let me, let me let me ask you. Let me ask you something. I know this oh, is cool. scripted, but okay. No, so so when you met your wife, how did you know? What what was it that made you say, you know what? Yeah, and you know what that yeah is. What was it when you when you were talking to her when you had that? That that conversation with her over dinner or over the phone. What was it that was like, yeah, all right, okay. You know what, what was it? I'm gonna be honest, man. I, I didn't have that, but I'm gonna tell you why. Um, don't get in trouble. Don't get in trouble. Don't get. Don't get. No, 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 no. <laughs> I didn't. I, <laughs> I didn't. So I didn't date a lot of women. I only dated 
uh, and really, this wasn't, I wasn't even dating this one. Like, I didn't, I didn't even have, honestly, bro, I never had a girlfriend before my wife. Okay. That wasn't, that was my, my wife was my only serious girlfriend, like the woman I love, like the woman I could be with. Mm-hmm. So it was, it wasn't really, I don't, I think what happened was, we, you know, we were together and, um, it, it just felt like naturally. It would, the, the, here's what I had to decide because I was I like you had a, mili- a military moment. <laughs> so <laughs> when I was I was getting ready to go into the military, and um, I thought about it, and I was like, you know, I, I had to start thinking about what my life would be like without her. And when I thought about what my, my life would be with her, like when I had to visualize what life would be like without her, I didn't like what I was seeing. So honestly, that's what happened. Like I, I had to, you know, think about what life would be without without her. Like I could have went off into the like I could have went to you know went off to basic and AIT and came back to marry her, mm-hmm. but I knew. Deep down, I knew I had a good woman, and I wasn't gonna mess that up. I wasn't gonna wait until I got back, you know, because maybe she wasn't gonna wait for me. Who knows? Or I could have, I could have went to school and did something dumb <laughs> and messed everything up. So we we got married right before I left, and um, that's what happened, man. It, it was just me just knowing, like, I didn't want to. I didn't want to be without her the rest of my life, so that was so. So it's, I'm so, so it's a so it's more like a feeling. It's a feeling then. Yeah, it is for me. For me, it was yeah. Okay. It was just like you know. It's funny, man. Me and me and her was just talking about this the other night, and and I think I think one of the biggest detriments to me. It's having too many things. Because when when it, let's say when I was young, if I was twenty three, I was dating a lot of women, right? When you mm-hmm. I, this, this is only my third. I think when you dating a lot of women, it don't even have to be a lot. It could be mutual women, right? And we all know what we're looking for in a woman, and it could be one woman who offers you what you really need, right? She's mm-hmm. giving you what you really need, but there's another woman on the side who's also giving you something you need, and it may not even be that important. It could just be something as simple as she letting you come and go as you please. <laughs> but for you, it's it's like, eh, I like that about her. Like she's not really, she's not really like I could go out with the fellas and she's not saying that. Man. Look, I'm not telling my wife. Like, I'm not gonna say my wife let me come and go as I please, but you know, she lets me have. You know, she lets me have my space. I think that's the biggest thing. It's it's the space thing because you can't. You have to understand that you're not. You know, when you're in a relationship or marriage, it's not about you no more. Like it's about it's about the team. So you can't move the same way you used to move. Like you can't you can't just pick up. And go on a Friday, say like we got a happy, yeah. Right. You can't do that anymore because 
Uh, you married, uh, right? Or you got it? Or you got so no, man. <laughs> so I'm thinking. I'm thinking this, right? So <laughs> yeah. So <clears throat> I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Even if you have a, a a woman that lets you go, come and go as you please, you got one that does that, and you got one that does this and that. I think once you come across that one that makes you feel a certain way, even if she's not the one that lets you go and come as you please, I feel like if she if she vibes with you on a diff, on a certain level, I'm not sure that matters. I'm I'm sure that'll come with it at some point. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm not sure if I'm being clear. You know what I'm saying? No, you do. You are making total sense. You perfect. Right. Um. The the other part is um. All right, go go ahead go ahead because I, I no, lost. no go ahead because you 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 moving. Go ahead. No no I lost I lost my train of thought. But I, when I catch it again, I'm gonna interrupt you. Good. Okay. This is this is this to me like I'm gonna say this right. And I hope your your listeners, you know, whoever listening to this, I hope they can understand what I'm saying. The biggest thing men want from women is to be motivated and made to feel good. It's not about looks. It's not about sex. It's not about none of that. It's about being having good, positive energy, making mm-hmm. a person feel good, like just wanting to come home, you know, every day not going to be good, all right? Let's just, let's just get that shit out Yeah, here. let's get that out there. Yeah. You know, the last thing is ain't living no fairy tale marriage. Let's do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, the, the the black love page is is cute. I like it. <laughs> but it's not all real life. Let's just exactly. relax. It's just, you know, you have to be a realist. There's going to be some, there's going to be some bad days. But what keeps you is those good days, those good times. You know, you definitely supposed to have way more good times than bad. And you find yourself having it's seven days in a week, five of them bad, and the other two is all right. Man, you, you, so you need to evaluate where this shit going. Cause <laughs> this may not be where you're supposed to be. So it, that's all that comes down to, man. Like, people be making this shit so complicated, and it's not, man. Like, do that person make you feel good or not? Like, all the, like, people, people get obsessed with looks and look, looks are important, but I always talk about people, like, you see women talking about, oh, y'all, y'all liking these chicks on Instagram. Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. Like, you gave them a like, like, like it's a picture. You gave her a light. You kept it moving. Uh, like, she not like, if she is like, like, people don't, this is the thing that's frustrating. People don't take the time to really think in layers. It's like, okay, yeah, she's on here. She's half naked. She's showing your ass, you know. You're, that's what, yeah, men do like to see it. Like, hey, come on, it's that. She's I love about the situation, but. I, I have a I have I have a question for you. Okay. <clears throat> Why do you what is the what is the what is the root of the man and the woman constantly especially on social media now the memes and all of that what is the root of us 
constantly down on each other. Every day, all day. Men ain't this, women ain't that. Like, I'm talking about all day, every day, even even if there's something good. Let's say somebody told, um, my man brought me flowers, right? And everybody loves it, right? Everybody loves that my man brought me, brought me flowers. There's a picture of the man with flowers and he's smiling real hard. And all the comments say, oh, beautiful black love. And then you got that one person that'll say, yeah, I wonder who else he gave flowers to. And then everybody else <laughs> piles on top of that. Why do we do this to each other? Well, somebody talk to me, man. Please. Listen. <clears throat> Listen, if I had that answer, I would. I don't know if you'll be talking because I'd be just swimming a yacht right now instead of money. So I, Bro, we kill each other all the time. I don't know, man. You, I, you know what? I think it, again. I think it goes back to what what we were taught, like just being genuinely happy. Like I think people really, people really do not understand what good energy, good happiness in a relationship of marriage, what that does. Like when you when you when you're in a good space, mm-hmm. man, you're not talking about nobody else. Like right, right, right. Let me give you a round let me give you a round of applause. I'm talking about Round of applause. And I appreciate it, man. because it, it, it's real, like when you when you when you when you when you in a good position, right? You happy with the woman happy Man, look, I'm gonna tell you right now, but I hate saying shit like that. I hate it because it's like it's not getting you nowhere. I hate these people giving this dumbass advice because it's, it's you, bro. Giving people advice is fucking useless. It's the most useless thing you can do. You can't yeah. tell people how to manage a fucking relationship or a marriage. This is useless all. information. Like you don't know, you don't know what is going to happen from day to day. It it, yep. it changes. I can't tell. Like what works in a Lansing household may not work in a Bell household. One thousand percent. One thousand percent. All I all I tell anybody to listen, I tell them my story, and you do what the hell you want to do with what I told you. You can ignore it. You can apply it. <laughs> Whatever you want to do, you're not gonna hurt my feelings. My job is to take care of the Lansing household. The Lansing household needs to be good. Now, I can tell you, I can tell you what I do to, you know, make a woman happy. Some of the shit works, some of it don't. There's some time, Miss Lansing about to break a lamp over my head. <laughs> <laughs> break, break, a, break a lamp over Lanskin's head. <laughs> yeah, that's just how it goes, man. But, you know, at the end of the day, man, you, you got to do what works for you. Like, I hate seeing all these people. Oh, y'all women need to do this. Y'all men need to do that. Stop, man. Like, we kill each other. We kill each other. We kill each other every day, bro. And you know what's crazy? These people don't have nobody. How you giving advice when nobody to vouch for you? Like, who's doing? Like, that's that's the biggest problem I got with social media. You got people out here giving advice that ain't qualified to tell you shit. <laughs> but they do it Man. all day, every day. All day, every day. Tell you what you should be doing. 
tell you how this should go, how that should work, what you need to do to keep your man. You ain't keeping your man happy. <laughs> but you out here telling them what to do. And people be eating it up. I'm like, oh my God, man. It's dude. But like that's a whole nother 85 minute conversation that we don't even have time to have, man. So I say I'm, yo, I'm really upset that I can't remember what the question I had for you earlier. It was it was so good though. It would have took us down a whole another rabbit hole. Was it that was it about that? I don't know. Yeah, I'm getting old, man. It's happening. <laughs> this is the first sign right here. Right. We witnessed it right now. Right here on the show. Wow. Okay. I'm a I'm a I'm gonna talk about something um that I'm sure that you probably would be interested in. Um how do you feel about us with mental health men? Are you think we get better with it? Is it more backwards? What do you think? Um, I think so, I think society is pushing us to make us better with it. Um, I think it's very. I think it's important. Um, I mean to be honest, man. I think everybody that grew up. Um, I'm trying to be careful with blanket statements because I don't like blanket Like, I don't like when people say all men or all women or all black or all white. Like, I don't I think that's you. fair. Um, but I think that a lot of us, I think a lot of black people, black families grew up with some sort of, um, some sort of situation that may, that may require mental health uh attention if, if 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 i'm making sense like um yeah. just just circumstances um so i feel i feel mental health is I, I think society has pushed us to a place where uh mental health is definitely in the forefront and it's and it's not as uncomfortable to talk about yeah, I, I'll I'll put it that way. It's not as uncomfortable to talk about. It doesn't mean that you're crazy. It doesn't it doesn't have that that uh that that negative connotation on it, like or that that dismissive connotation on it, like you're crazy or uh something wrong with him. Nah, it's just you know people go through things or traumatizing situations or PTSD. That that doesn't necessarily uh, connect with just war. Just how we grew up is PTSD. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, some of us. Yeah. I mean, some of us yeah. grew up in like like things we've seen, uh, things things our family members have been through, things we've been around. Like that's PTSD. That's that's a mental health situation. Yeah, so we know we I, normalize things that's not normal. <laughs> One thousand. That that's exactly what I'm trying to say. We normalize over the years. We put things like, oh, that that happens all the time. When in real life, right? You need to really talk about that. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. You hit the you hit the nail on the head with that. You, I, I'm gonna go back to, to something we talked in that song. If you addressed like you was in a dark spot and you was talking about how you turn to alcohol, mm-hmm. like, what do you, what, I'm assuming like you were just like, when you were drinking, did you feel like you were, were you were, you were escaping your issues? Well, like I said before, 
Um, I've always been the person, I've always been the person that everybody comes to. Um, uh, I've always been the person that everybody dumped their shit on because, you know, and not complaining about it. Like I, I welcome it because I feel like I'm built for that. But at, when everybody goes home and everybody's done dumping their shit, I'm left with just me, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I had my own shit going on and then when it got fixed, that's what I chose to do, which was the wrong, which was the wrong way to do it. I went through my dark period by myself in doing that, which was like, you know what I mean, the death of my father and the whole, you know what I mean, uh, my f- whole family dynamic splitting and how that worked. Um, that was a real rough patch for me. So, I mean, I dealt with it how I dealt with it, which was not the right way to do it at all. And I wouldn't recommend it to anybody else, but that was like, uh, that's, that's when I was doing all that, like drinking real heavy, like by myself, uh, isolating myself. Um, I don't know. That was, that was just a, a real dark time for me. Um, how do you, how do you feel like, how do you feel like you, you not totally got out of it, but how did you find yourself coping better? How did you start seeing better days? Uh, once again, my daughter, man. Uh, around that time, that was when my daughter was. I can't remember how old was she. Uh, I can't remember how old she was exactly, but it was just it was just the time where she needed me the most. And whenever, whenever it comes to her, if she needs me, like I always, uh, that's my number one. That's my that's my number one reason for even still being here. So. I would say her her shortcomings is the reason why I got myself to a place where I could shake whatever I was dealing with, if that makes sense. You, you said her shortcomings, so you felt like, because you said her shortcomings, I'm assuming, so I'm, I'm only assuming, but I'm assuming like you felt like you needed to be better to help her get through them? No, I'm saying her shortcomings helped me, you know what I mean, get to a place where I could where I needed to be to be able to be there for it. So, you know, if she was if she was falling short in school or going down the wrong path or following the wrong person or you know, what I mean, things of that nature. When she came when she came to me, I'd always know that I needed to be straight when she came to me. I okay. I needed to be I needed to be I look at it like like when you're driving down a highway, you got a or down a road, you got that solid white line on the on the right side. That's me. That's how I feel in her life. She can swerve all over the road all she wants to, but that solid white line, I'm always there. So she knows not to cross that. So if that makes sense. Oh man, I'm gonna have to use that. <laughs> yeah. So 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 I always felt like she's gonna find her way, she's gonna swerve, she's gonna do all of that, but I'm that solid white line on the shoulder. Like, listen, I'm here. No matter where you swerve on the road, I'm right here. So when when I felt like she was swerving, I had to get myself together. So she was she's always the reason why I pull it together, or why I pulled it together. Wow, that's amazing, man. Because they always say like, my man, they, it's, they always say everybody says like, your, your your children they'll be they'll be with you, they'll inspire you, like they'll give you your reason for living. And it's it's yeah. kind of like with you, that's true, man. Bro, my daughter, my daughter saved my life on so many occasions, bro. It's 
Wow. It's hands down. Like, she's here. And even right now, I mean, she may know a little bit right now as she's getting older. She has no clue on how much she's, like, just her, just her being here on this earth has, like, saved her father. She has no idea. Wow. That's a, man, that's crazy. That's a blessing, but it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's all yeah. in the music, man. It's all there. Every, everything I'm talking about now that I'm just lightly touching on is that. I, man, look, I know, look, that's why I told you, man. I you when I tell you I was looking forward to this interview, man, because you know, you are one of the most insightful people that I talk to. Because you know how some people like um they they're, they're highly you want almost like book smart, Harvard smart, but you can't really hold a conversation with them because they just don't feel regular no more. <laughs> you can't yeah, talk well, about well, regular. Well, well, well. First of all, please show some respect. I went I went to JUCO. Okay, I went to junior <laughs> college. I did two semesters. Let's just relax, please. <laughs> My bad, man. Let me not disrespect those two Please, please, please. Thank you. Thank you. I worked hard. Thank you. That, I'm sure that place in the class was a kick ass. Hey, 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 hey. Now. Hey, now. I, I did the best that I could, man. Yeah. Hey, man. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Hell, I went to Jerry College. Still didn't finish, but you know. <laughs> but, I, man, look, I know me and you can talk forever, and we're going to have to wrap this up because. I hope, man, look, I hope I could get you back, man, because you talked so long and we still didn't cover everything I wanted to cover. Hey, man, anytime you need me, man, I'm here, bro. But look, before I hang up, man, I, you know what? I need to do something. I need to tell you thank you because you probably don't even know this, but you may, I don't know if it was a, I don't know if it was a video or post. I can't remember. It was a couple years ago, and um, you was just talking about living your dream and, and living your passion, and that resonated with me so much, man. Like I said, man, I gotta tell this dude thanks, man. Like you never, you, like people don't realize, like, you, you don't know watching you, who's listening to you, who's reading your post, man, and that post actually motivating man it, it's it's been taking me years because i'm just like i'm still you know trying to get this podcast thing going mm-hmm. but man i wanted to say first of all again thank you for taking the time to do it and just thanks man for that message because that that resonated with me a lot and i'm just really trying to move my life in that direction where i'm just waking up with a purpose and doing something where i'm happy man Man, dog, let me tell you something. Just you saying that right now just made me smile, bro. That especially that last part you just said, you're doing something that makes you happy. And that I feel like that's what life is about, man. Like people get so caught up in in uh in money. I mean, money is important. Unfortunately, money is important. I'll put it like that. But when you like I said earlier, if you can do something that you're passionate about and you would do it whether you would get paid or not, but it just so happens that you get paid for it. Oh my God, bro! That's 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 what it's all about. And also, let me add let me add this too before you intervene. Um, you thank me for that. I want to thank you, and I I think I have before, but if I haven't, it's always stuck out in my mind. Um, 
when I, I can't remember when I, I think I met you like late 2008, early 2009, or maybe early 2009, something like yeah, that. Early 2009. Early 2009, right? So I, I just met you. And 2009 is when my father passed. And you, and you came to my father's funeral. Bro, let me tell you something. I will never, ever in life forget that you came there for that. Even though I didn't really get to speak to you during that time, because I was in my own zone and dealing with what I was dealing with, I will never, ever, ever forget that. And I appreciate you, and I love you for that, brother. I wanted to always tell you that, if I never told you before. You did, man. And, and trust me, I, I truly appreciate you telling me. And that's what we're here for, man. Like, we, we got to be here to, you know, show each other love, show each other support, because, you know, it's, it's easy to be there in the good times, but, you know, it's those, it's those dark times. That's when you got to be there for folks, man. Cause, you know, that's when they need you the most. I mean, when you, when life is good, it's not, it's always good to have people around, but it's those dark times, man, when you need people the most. And I just, you know, I just try my best to be there for people because, you know, it, 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 we all go through some dark times. And I know, man, when I'm going through one, I just want somebody there for me. So, but I'm just, I'm just happy and humbled that, you know, I was there to, you know, lend more support, man. I'm, I'm happy that I was able to do that. Yeah, absolutely, man. It, it definitely didn't go unnoticed, man. I just wanted you to know that, bro. All right. Well, do you um, you want to give out your social media so the folks can follow you? Absolutely not. I don't want none of these niggas to follow me. <laughs> I don't need none of these niggas to know my moves, none of that shit, all right? If you know Lamp, then you know me. You don't need to know nothing I'm doing, all right? Fuck that. All you miserable niggas know. Fuck that. Hey, look. This is what's going to happen. This is what's going to happen. If Lamp posts my shit and he put it up on the link, then that's how you find me. I'm not saying shit. No. <laughs> At all. Well, that wasn't the blackest ass I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Fuck that, Lamp. I ain't got time for this foolishness, man. <laughs> I ain't got time. Oh my God, man! But like I said, man, thanks for uh, taking this time, and I want to thank everybody for listening. We're listening. Let me put my Instagram about. You can follow me. Mine is Jalen If you like what you hear, make sure you give me a follow. And again, thank you everyone for listening. Take care.